I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Footy Prime News and Such, your weekly stop for almost up-to-date, footy-focused news and conversation. It's another brand new inaugural edition of the Footy Prime brand. Welcome to Footy Prime News and such. Yes, every Friday we'll talk about something in the game or a couple of things in the game that are really piquing our interest. It's Shaman and Craig Forrest here today. Hey, Craig. Good morning, pal. Good morning. I'm doing great. How are you? Man, a lot of podcasts this week, pal. A lot. Like we did the, uh, the the review podcast, we did the interview podcast, we did the uh, the idiocy podcast, and now news and such. There's just so much going on, though. I mean, we can't keep track of it. So we need an expert to come on here and tell us what's going on. We we do. Um, TFC fans, it's going to be quite the week next week, I think. It's been a huge week this week with all the rumors and conjecture with Lorenzo Insigne arriving at some point, Richie Larea leaving at some point. So why not go to the guy that's probably seen more TFC games in person than anyone else not named Neil Davidson, possibly? It's John Molinaro <laughs> of TFCrepublic.ca. J-Mo, welcome to Footy Prime's inaugural news and such. Uh, thanks, guys. This, so this isn't the idiocy podcast? No, well, no, we wouldn't invite you to that. Might Maybe be a at some bit. point we'll get you. We'll, we'll invite you into the tent at some point, and you'll understand what we mean by that. Uh, mm-hmm. But right now, it's right now it's all clean living for us in January. You know, recouping <laughs> our bodies from from what was a challenging December, shall we say? JMO, um, Lorenzo Insigne, you've watched the Italian Serie A your entire life. You've watched this guy a lot. You've watched this guy lift the European Championship this past summer. Um, why should TFC fans be more excited by this sign than they were the day Seba Javinko arrived? Well, I mean, it has the potential to be a transformative signing. I mean, you, you know, as great as Seba was, you have to realize at the time he wasn't playing regularly for Juventus, nor was he, you know, featuring for the Italian national team. That isn't the case with Lorenzo Insigne. You're getting the captain of Napoli, one of the biggest clubs in Italy, a guy who is a starter for that club, who is you know a club legend, has scored 19 goals in Serie A last season, um, is a key member for the Italian national team, and you know as a starter for the Italian national team, and was you know integral to them winning the European Championship last summer. I mean, I think everyone is uh, can remember his man of the match performance against Belgium and that wonderful goal he scored um, for the Italians. 
So although he's a, a little bit older than Javinko than when he's coming here, I would suggest they're getting a, a bit better of a, of a player, a bit of a different player, but uh, a more of an impact player. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, I think could probably start for most European clubs, uh, whether it's a Barcelona, Real Madrid, or PSG. So they're, you know, they're getting a, champ- a UEFA Champions League caliber player in his prime, mm-hmm. uh, you know, right now. So, I mean, this is a huge, huge, huge signing for TFC. Now, John, let's, let's get it right. Uh, TFC had to overpay to get him to come here. I mean, that's uh, they did that with Giovinco, uh, Giovinco as well. So that's uh, not uh, normal. Um, I think the length of the contract is what concerns me a little bit uh, and what he'll, his performances will be in his mid-30s. However, um, the signing is amazing. I, I think the TFC needed to make a splash the last couple of years, you know, just from a brand and a popularity standpoint in the city of Toronto, uh, they've been away. The pandemic's played a part. It's mm-hmm. uh, been difficult for them. They've been away. They've become, they come back. Uh, so I think they needed to get some excitement back in the fan base. Uh, would you agree with that? I, I totally agree. Jeez, uh, 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 Craig, sorry. I totally agree. Yeah, I think it's, you know, I, I'm loath to use a baseball uh, analogy here, but it's for me, this is for them swinging for the fences, right? And, I think it's very much needed when you look at the last two seasons, uh, especially, you know, the 2021 campaign in which, you know, they were miserable. They were second from the table, from the bottom of the table. Uh, I think, you know, not, so not only did they have to sort of repair their image on the pitch, but I think they've lost some relevancy over the last two seasons. And, you know, COVID has played a big part of that because except for, you know, the second half of last season, they've been away, you know, they've been playing, whether it's down in Florida or Hartford or different locations. So it's kind of been out of sight, out of mind. And I think they've lost their footing within the Toronto sporting landscape and they have to regain that. And how do you regain that? Well, you know, winning certainly helps, but I think they had to sort of go out and show to people, not just the TFC fan base, but I think casual sports fans who sort of follow the team on a peripheral basis that, you know, they're serious. They're serious about wanting to be an MLS contender again. They're serious about wanting to be, you know, one of the best teams in MLS, serious about showing ambition, you know, that same sort of ambition that saw them land, you know, Sebastian Javinko, Josie Altador, Michael Bradley, Victor Vasquez in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. And that they're serious about winning. So, uh, you know, and that they want to put an exciting, you know, product on the field. So I think, you know, Insigne, to a large extent, you know, you know that was kind of the, the uh, you know, the focal point of that sort of plan to, you know, just regaining that sort of relevance that I think they've they've kind of lost over the last two years. If I'm being and, and even though that you know potentially, obviously, you look at seven, the two of them, and who's a better player on paper coming, uh, Insignia has a lot to live up to. You know, even though he is a better player, um, Seba was amazing here. So he still has to perform at that level because everybody's going to expect it. So there's going to be some pressure on this lad coming in here at 30. Yeah, I would think so. And, you know, much like Seba, he's never, he's never played outside of, uh, of Italy, right? So there's mm-hmm. that. You have to wonder how, you know, yeah. how is he going to overcome the culture and the language differences? It was, is he, you know, Seba is someone who really embraced it, right? I mean, to the point where when he left for Saudi Arabia, he still maintained residence here. And his family was still based in Toronto. I mean, he absolutely loved the city. So he really sort of wrapped his arms around the whole Canadian experience. 
Mm-hmm. Then you have someone like Jermaine Defoe, who, you know, I would suggest, you know, played kind of well on the field, but never really felt at home here in Toronto. So for me, that's kind of one of the more interesting aspects of this Insignia deal is, is you know, which camp will he be in? Will he be in the Jermaine Defoe camp or will he be in the, in the Sebastian Javinko camp? And, you know, how long it will last. So, I mean, you know, I, I appreciate that everyone's excited and is saying, you know, well, this is a slam dunk deal and he's going to light up the league. But, you know, you're right, Craig. At the end of the day, he still has to perform. And, you know, as I said, he has to overcome the culture and the language issues and the travel issues as well. I mean, when you look at, you know, the travel compared in Italy compared to MLS, it's it's night and day. He's not going to be on first class you know, chartered flights. Uh, he's going to be flying, flying business mm-hmm. class. Um, you know, the, 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 the travel is a lot longer. So, I mean, there are things to overcome. So um, I think it's those, that's kind of one of the more interesting things that I'll be uh, kind of keeping out an eye out on as he makes his way to MLS. There are people I've seen on social media who are Seba. They, they adore, they revere Seba. And they're almost frustrated when they keep hearing likes of us saying, well, actually, Insignia is a better player at, at this point because they discovered Seba when he joined TFC, right? And what he did was incredible. His legendary status, but no one, I don't think, expected Seba to have quite the effect that he did when, when he arrived. I know, you know, we watched him at Parma, J-Mo, and he was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, at Juve, not so much. We knew he was a very good player. But when you talk about them being different players you know um both forwards obviously and seniors a left-sided player can play across the front three um but how, how do they differ at this point well i, I think insignia is a little bit more direct um you know as, as you and as you noted um james he's he can play in a bit more variety of positions i mean i would suggest that seba was was you know more of a goal scoring threat than insignia not that lorenzo can't score he can i mean as i said Earlier, he scored 19 goals last season in Serie A, so he does that have have that capability of scoring. But I think his, you know, his greatest strength is his playmaking ability, his his sort of ability to pry open defenses and let and create chances for his scoring uh, scoring chances for his teammates. Not that Javinko couldn't do that as well; he could. In fact, I think his playmaking ability was one of the more underrated parts of his game. Um, but obviously, with Seba. You know, it was his goal scoring ability was was why TFC brought him in, and he, and he repaid the faith with scoring plenty of goals. Lorenzo can score goals. I don't think he'll be as prolific as as uh, Javinko, but I think his ability to um, you know change the game with a you know a brilliant sort of dribble or you know a flash of brilliance in in, in a moment's notice, you know, uh, serve, serving as a real game changer is what is you know people will come to see from Lorenzo and Signe. So I think. They're both very good at dead ball situations as well. I mean, they can both uh, strike, uh, you know, a free kick with uh, with great aplomb. So there are some similarities there. But I, I think just overall, Insigne's versatility and ability to play in a number of different positions and being a bit more direct in his attacking play uh, differentiates him a little bit from uh, Sebastian Javinko. Uh, John, do you think Seba had anything to do with this move at all? Do you think there were some conversations? Because certainly with his experience here and how much he loves Toronto, it it, it certainly wasn't uh, something that was a negative. Yeah, I don't I don't know, Craig, directly, like whether they spoke to, to one another. So I'm not sure if, you know, Seba reached out or Insignia reached out to him to get sort mm-hmm. of the lay of the land. But I don't think there's any question that Insignia took notice of Juvinko in MLS and how he did and, and just how he 
became sort of enraptured with the city and how, you know, the, the city's Italian community repaid the faith and became, fell in love with him and how he really became a symbol of, you know, Italian culture in the city. So I think he, I think that probably played a part, if not directly, then indirectly. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think there's any question that, you know, everything that Seba did and how he sort of took over the city, uh, you know, with his great playmaking ability and really endeared himself to the fan base and how they sort of loved him back. I don't think that was lost on Insignia at all. Time will tell whether Insignia becomes prolific too, like like Seba. I mean, when Seba arrived, um, I don't think we could say he was a prolific goal scorer. You know, he'd scored lots of goals, but so too has, has uh, Insignia at this point. But you mentioned the playmaking, and that obviously is his main strength at this point, given what we've seen so far. Does that mean that the, these rumors about an Andrea Bellotti um, other other struggles arriving are more than just rumors. Uh, in that, if Soteldo's leaving, if, if Josie's leaving, I mean, let's assume he is. Maybe he wants to stay now, given he's got this yeah. playmaker, right? Uh, I think that that ship sailed though. Um, have they got to sign someone to play alongside and senior to really take this team to the next level? I think so. I mean, you know, TFC has never been a club that has left you know DP slots open when when they've had them, they've used them and filled them pretty quickly. So. I mean, obviously, one of Josie and Soteldo is going to go to make room for Insigne, but I suspect both of them are going to go. And then I suspect that they're going to fill the other slot. So whether that's uh, Andrea Bellotti, although I have a hard time believing that. I just think, you know, I think his sort of aim is to, is to catch on with AC Milan, the, the, the club that he supported as a class, as a child. But, they're, yeah, I, I think they will go out and get another sort of marquee player to fill that, you know, DP slot at the forward position. Maybe not someone on par with Lorenzo Insigne, but someone who, you know, can certainly benefit from his service and link up well effectively with the Italian to really sort of make the most out of that partnership and get, you know, the most bang out of the buck for, for what they're spending for Insigne. Because, you know, let's be face it, they're spending a, a truckload of money on him. So uh, they got to make the most of it. You know, I mean, whether it's $16 million a year or whatever it is, I mean... Yeah. Know, there's rumors out there. That's what uh, you know. We're hearing, you know, Kikkerman bonuses. Who knows? But Craig, let me ask you this because obviously a former player, you know, football is better than any of us here. Um, you mentioned Bellotti, maybe AC Milan being a real draw for him as a kid. You know, he loved that team. But money does talk. At what point does money become more important than than you know clinging onto your your dreams as a child? Mm. Oh, that's a very good question, and that pulls at the at the heartstrings of players. Uh, absolutely, um, but certainly age plays a part, and uh, and and uh, comfort with a contract uh, of length. Um, if you're getting a five year and a half year contract at 30 years of age, uh, and you're making loads of money and more than anywhere else you can do that, well, that that might make up your your mind for you. Um, it's a big factor. Um, Money is a massive factor, whether we like it or not, and it comes into play. So uh, if I was offered that at 30 years of age, playing in the Premier League to come to MLS, make double the money, um, that would be something I would probably consider, James. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't we all? Wouldn't we all? Well, well James, I mean, but, you know, obviously you want to win trophies too, right? Whether it's in Syria, whether it's in MLS. Um when you look at this team at the moment, as it's compiled, throw in Insignia, throw in Bellotti. I know Domenico Crescito is being mentioned as well with, with Richie Larea leaving. We'll get to that shortly, by the way. Um, but how far away is this team behind the superstars compared to 2014, 2015, 2016 yeah. when they made those changes? 
Well, I mean, it's like for like with, uh, I would say, you know, uh, well, not like for like, I would say they've upgraded in terms of star power, in terms of, you know, Insigne versus Javinko. Uh, you know, Michael Bradley is still there, but, you know, with um, with Josie Altidore, you know, probably leaving, you know, that leaves them a bit of a hole to fill in terms of the star power ability. So they probably, you know, again, whether they go out and get someone on that sort of star level, uh, you know, or whether they go for someone maybe a little bit an unha- more of an unheralded player, but who they think has a bigger upside to them, uh, you know, who, who has potential, maybe a bit younger player, you know, Maybe they maybe they sort of plunge into the South American market and get a 22 or 23 year old from from Argentina or Brazil who they think you know could you know potentially be a, like a long term uh, fix for the for the for, for the franchise. Um, you know, I'll be interested to see what uh, you know they do with that uh, position. But yeah, in terms of star power, I mean, I you know it's it's probably lagging a little bit behind, even though even with the uh, signing of Vincenne. But you know, I wouldn't suggest it's you know, too far behind. And I don't think that's probably, you know, that big of a concern for the club right now. I think it's more about getting the players. If they're star players, then that's great. Getting the players who they think they can sort of right the ship because, again, it was such a horrible 2021 season. You would think that uh, Insigne would have, uh, and his agents would have had a talk about that and their their ambitions, right, as well. He doesn't want to come here like, Pele did back in the in the day in the North American Soccer League, one star in a, in a team of eleven didn't work, right? So uh, he needs more than just that. The club need more than just that, and they realize that. I, I think, and uh, I think that would be a big factor with his signing. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, you know, he would have took notice that you know they have someone like you know Michael Bradley in the team, someone he would have played against in Serie A during Michael's time with Chievo, uh, Verona, and AS Roma. Uh, he would have took notice of excuse me, of, you know, a coach such as Bob Bradley, who has coached the U.S. national team and has coached, uh, you know, teams in Europe. So I suspect that there was some sort of conversation definitely about, the, you know, the club's ambitions and what it plans to do. So um, I don't think I don't think it's, you know, too much to suggest that he probably had a, you know, a pretty uh, a pretty involved conversation as to where the club uh, is going and what its ambitions were and what moves it plans to make. How much has Bradley got left in the tank? Do you think to being a you know an impact type player? Um, and, and is that a position perhaps they should target from a DP standpoint, a midfield general? Yeah, that's a really good question, uh, James. I, I you know I tend to think maybe like another year or two. So I think I don't think he's the same player he was when he first came to trial, and that's you know to be expected. I mean, look, he's he's gotten older, but you know Michael Bradley can still be an effective player. Uh, for TFC, and I still think he is, you know, in terms of what he brings uh, to on the field, which is like stability and, uh, you know, it's not the sexiest position in the world and it doesn't get a lot of attention, but it is, you know, playing that number six role is, you know, hugely vital for this <coughs> club and for any club really in the world that plays the way that TFC does. Um, you know, how much does he have left in the tank? You know, I would suggest like another year or two. And, you know, I think they have to start sort of looking for replacement and start start bringing up like the next sort of generation of players who could fill that role for, for TFC, whether that's Ralph Prizo, the young Canadian teenager who I was really impressed with last season. I thought really showed a lot of promise before he picked up the season ending uh, injury or someone like Nobel Akello who, who filled that Michael Bradley role the latter half of the season when Michael was drafted to play in the center of defense or whether they bring back Liam Fraser or whether they bring go out in the transfer market and bring someone, someone, you know, 
from the outside and on the team. At some point, they're going to have to replace that position. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it's, it's going to be sooner rather than a little later just because of Michael's age. What do you think about uh, the Richie Larea situation? Uh, he's gone to Nottingham Forest, a terrific player. They're going to have to replace him as well because I thought he uh, uh, was a bright spot uh, in the TFC lineup. Yeah, I think one of the very few sort of bright spots for TFC last season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, good for him. It's, it seems like it's, it's uh, you know, a bit of an upward move for him. He's long expressed interest about wanting to play in Europe. I know he was sort of linked with teams in, in Turkey before, but I think this seems to be, I think this is the right move for him because I think he'll get a lot of playing time. Uh, you know, he'll get to regular feature for, for Nottingham Forest in the, um, you know, in the English championship. He'll continue his development and that can only be good for not only him, but for the, for the, you know, Canadian national team as well. It's because they'll benefit from a guy who's playing against, you know, top level competition, uh, you know, in Europe at club level. Now, it's a bit of a blow for TFC because, you know, he is, as you mentioned, Craig, one of the sort of few bright spots for the club. And again, a versatile player who can play in a number, number of different positions and formations. So mm-hmm. it leaves them with a bit of a hole to fill as well. So I'll be interested to see how they deal with that, you know, this I- season as well. I think from Forrest's point of view, I think they've got themselves a – I'm not sure what they paid for him, but whatever it is, I think they got themselves a pretty good deal and a very good professional, a great human being. He's not going to give them one iota of problems. So from that standpoint, I think Forrest uh, have done very well. We had a fellow Canadian as well, played for them back in the day. Jimmy Brennan played played uh, nearly 150 games, I think, for them. So uh, we have some uh, experience there uh, with other Canadians as well. Yeah, I think, you know, you, I think you've said it quite well. I mean, he really is a class guy, Richie Larea. I mean, just, you know, when you look at his sort of backstory about, you know, not sort of being on the outs with Orlando and, you know, him really not thinking that he would get a shot in MLS and then Toronto sort of bring him aboard and then him really sort of thriving under Greg Vanny and really becoming, you know, one of the, I would suggest, one of the key players in MLS from a Canadian perspective and for the Canadian national team as well. I mean, he's really become a vital part of, of John Herdman starting 11. Uh, I think it's been a great story to follow over the last, uh, you know, three or four years. He's so much fun to watch. And I, I've joked that he's my favorite player in world football. And uh, it's true. You know, he, he's great at the shithousery part of the game. We know that. Yeah. But he's also, he can score goals from that position. He can send a good cross in. He's got pace. I just yeah. love the tenacity. I think it's a huge loss for, for TFC. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this is going to happen. This is MLS. He's 26. This was mm-hmm. his time. Right. If you're going to move to Europe, you know, and enjoy your prime in Europe, you have to go at some point. And he turned down reportedly a very large contract uh, yeah. from TFC, you know, almost a million a year. Right. Which is a lot for a fullback in MLS. So, uh, yeah, I mean, good for him. I really hope he, he succeeds then. You're right. You know, if it, if it helps John Herbert in Canada, then, you know, all, all the good for all of us. Um, speaking of Canada, the camp has been canceled. They had one scheduled for the states of Florida. Um, ahead of the huge qualifiers coming up, hopefully later this month. Um, it's a big loss. I know it's going to be essentially for the MLS players, the players out of contract or without a team at the moment, or the leagues are shut down to stay fit, stay healthy, get sharp. Um, these are big games coming up, JMO. This is a, a really big loss. Huge games, yeah. You know, massive game. I mean, it seems like we keep saying that for for every sort of national window. Like this is you know, Suriname or Mexico, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the goalposts keep kind of shifting, but yeah, you're right. It is a you know a massive window, um, but I think they're in a good position. I mean, you know, who would have thought they'd be undefeated after whatever it is eight games and in first place? So um, it's not a it's 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 a hugely important window, but. 
I don't think they're in as a, as a precarious position as we thought they would be. I mean, there is some sort of room for uh, error here and that if they don't pick up maximum points, uh, then it's not the end of the world that it's going to be that they'll still be in a very good position. That said, I mean, you know, obviously you want to sort of, you know, bank as many points as you well, especially with these road trips to Honduras and El Salvador, because historically, you know, Central America is where Canada's World Cup dreams have gone to die slow and lingering deaths. So uh, these are huge games. And I think the, you know, the cancellation of the of the training camp and the, and the training game against Guatemala, a bit of a blow because you would have liked to have the boys all in camp for, you know, a week or so before, before they have to head down to Central America. Uh, so, you know, from a preparation standpoint, you know, it hurts their chances, but I don't think it'll be that big of a deal once, you know, just because, you know, guys are still playing in Europe. Guys are still sort of, you know, uh, at the top of their game. So they'll take a little bit of a hit from this, but I don't think it'll mm-hmm. sort of, it's not going to be the reason why they don't pick up, you know, points uh, in this international window. No, I think you're right. And I think from John Herbman's standpoint, um, you have to, and with qualifying just in general, uh, in CONCACAF, let alone the pandemic, you have to be somewhat um, nimble and 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 roll with the punches. Things change dramatically, drastically. Could be this type of thing. It could be other things. You just have to expect the unexpected in CONCACAF and the way life is at the moment and just be ready when they show up. So John Herdman will be chatting to all the players and, and keeping in contact. He'll be disappointed, of course, because this is – you know, a rare time that you can, you know, you're not sitting at home. Um, you, know, you can actually spend some time with the players. But like you said, I don't think it'll be the, uh, the, the, you know, the downfall for the Canadian team this camp. Yeah, I mean, you kind of alluded to it there. You do have to be nimble, Craig. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, if nothing else, John, you know, has a plan A, he has a plan B, he has a plan C, he has a plan D. I mean, this guy is, <laughs> you know, in terms of meticulous preparation, I mean, well, you know, Craig, you could probably speak to it better than I could, but I mean, I don't know of any Canadian national team manager who is better prepared, who mm-hmm. goes to such lengths to get his team ready for any situation than John Erdman. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he will have he will have probably had a plan for this. He probably envisioned that this was a possibility that this camp was being, you know, was it going to take place. And he's probably already sort of on the phone with his players and then sort of running through their, you know, personal online you know, training sessions or whatnot, or just telling them, you know, this is how our things are going to work. So again, I don't think this is going to be any sort of major sort of uh, disruption to, uh, you know, Canada as it heads into this, you know, pretty important qualifying window. Yeah. I mean, the MLS players, you know, didn't have the same Christmas that we had, did they? Let's be honest. You know, I mean, I'm pretty sure they ran a little bit and didn't drink quite as much alcohol. (laughs) So they're probably in half decent shape. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Well, hey, um, but the the US, the US team are going to have their camp in Arizona, right? So, uh, you know, God forbid one of them has COVID and it goes through the team. That would be a real shame. Um, All right. um, VAR VAR is coming into the qualifiers finally in CONCACAF. Now, you know, I, I didn't miss it. I don't like VAR, but in Central America, these big road games I'm pretty happy, J-Mo, that VAR will be in place because, well, let's be honest, uh, Canada's got some history down there. It does. Yeah, it does have a history of, you know, calls going against uh, its way, whether it's, uh, you know, red card decisions or offside decisions. So, yeah, I, I think this is a good development. I mean, I'm not the 
I'm not. I'm kind of on the fence about VAR. I mean, on some instances, I like it. And in some instances, pick a I side, J Mo. Pick a side. Come I'm on. a fence sitter. I mean, I, I you know, <laughs> I will say this, Charms. I mean, for all you VAR people who are dead set against it and want to get rid of it, that's fine. But you know what that means is that means we go back to the way it was, and that if we get an offside call that wasn't offside and a goal is scored, then you 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 forfeit uh, <laughs> your right to complain about it because yeah. we have a situation now which can verify it. So, you know, it is what it is. I mean, you, you, you know, if, if, if you don't like VAR, that's fine. But then that means going back to the way it was and calls will get wrong. So, I mean, yeah, you can't have it both ways. But I do think this is a good development for CONCACAF. And it's just, you know, as long overdue. I mean, I, to have like a competition like this, and important yeah. to do, to not have, you know, VAR in place, um, you know, it's laughable. So I think it's it's a good development. What my... Uh worries are about it are that uh, they had VAR, I believe, in the Gold Cup. And the referees didn't seem to have experience with it, so they didn't really know how to use it properly. And there was a couple times they could have used it. And I know that CONCACAF were disappointed with some of the referees, so they, they need to work on that. Secondly, all broadcasts are not equal, um, mm-hmm. right? So and in Honduras, if there is a, a specific call that's going to VAR, and the guy in the truck that's directing it or whoever's running replays doesn't want to run a particular replay that's going to show something against Honduras. Well, you're really going deep state on this, aren't you, Craig? (laughs) Um, Well, the reason why I mention it is because um, in hockey, uh, in the World Juniors, for instance, I know some guys in the production truck, and there has been times when even other countries in Ice hockey and the World Juniors have questioned whether or not they're showing the right replays and are they doing it on purpose. So that's why I, that's why it kind of come to my head that if they don't show the right replays and you're directing that particular broadcast, you uh, you could uh, help your national team or not. It's wow. as if you've been wronged in the past, Craig. You know, playing Canada <laughs> in these regions, yeah, and you uh, have a bit of paranoia there. Yeah, <laughs> that's chip on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, like like the late handball against Mark Watson in, in Honduras and gave them a two-two draw. Damn it! Uh, yeah, but at least you, at least you've moved on from there, right? And you're, you're not holding a grudge. That's that's good to hear. I'm past it, buddy. <laughs> hey, JMO, t- tell us about TFCRepublic.ca and how people subscribe and why you're not charging more money because you should be. Oh, well, thank you. I'm, uh, maybe I'll, I'll up the price then. Uh, no, tfcrepublic.ca is, is my own website. So it's in-depth coverage of all things TFC, but not just TFC. I mean, as well as both the Canadian women's and the and the men's teams, a little CPL, just anything kind of Canadian soccer related. It's very much a labor of love. And yeah, please subscribe. It really, really mean a lot to me because I think independent journalism, soccer journalism, especially in this country, is so important. So when you support that, uh, no, it's um, just helps to grow the game. So yeah, any any support you can give me, I'd greatly appreciate it. You're one of yeah, the best. You know, you really are, and we appreciate it in Canada because we very we've you know over the years we've had very few guys like you that with your knowledge and your passion and your following of the national team and everything that is soccer in Canada. It's been really really important. And guys like you, Neil Davison, give a shout out to him too because he's been around for for years as well. And there's some other guys too. So thank you for uh, all the work that you've done. Well, that's very nice of you to Craig say, Craig. I really appreciate it. Well, listen, if you're a TFC fan and you're not a subscriber, I mean, I, I don't know why not, but you need to be now because next week's going to get a little bit nuts, a little bit easy in, in the TFC world. And uh, you need to be 
reading John's material on tfcrepublic.ca. JMO, thanks so much, mate. Really enjoyed this. Uh, we'll welcome you back a lot on uh, news and such, our brand new edition of Footy Prime every Friday. Thanks, pal. No problem. Anytime, man. Craig, always a pleasure, mate. I've seen a lot of you this week. It's probably enough, but we'll chat again on uh, Sunday night, Monday morning, and uh, review the weekend. Look forward to it. No, you won't. Cheers for watching (laughs) and listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.